Hey guys, welcome back to the Word at Work. Let me begin with a question. How is your prayer life? How is your prayer life? What are your prayers marked by? Do you, like me, sometimes have struggled to know what to pray for? I'm sure that you do. I'm hoping in today's episode I can highlight three things. Three things that Jesus prays that we can model our prayers after. John 17, in my opinion, is one of the greatest prayers ever prayed. It is Jesus' last prayer before he's about to go to the cross. And so in this episode, I'm hoping to show you three things from John 17, 1 to 19. We'll look at the last couple of verses in the next episode, but in this episode, three things that I hope will shape our prayer life that will give us some substance to the things that we can pray. If you have a Bible, crack it open to John 17 and have a read of those verses. I'm not going to read it now, but have a read of those verses, those 19 verses where Jesus prays. And so of those three things, I'm hoping that the first thing is that we would pray for Jesus' glory and for the Father's glory. This is what Jesus prays. Verse 1 says, When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. That's what Jesus' first prayer is. He asks the Father. His hour, which we've spoken about, is the hour for him to go to the cross, where the ultimate display of the Father and the Son's glory will be shown as Jesus goes in weakness and humility to the cross, he'll be ultimately glorified. And so he prays, glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. And then he gives a, a reason. He says, since you have given the son all authority over all flesh, in other words, over all humans, to give eternal life to whom you have given him. So the father has given the son authority to give eternal life. And then Jesus says, which I've picked up on this verse many times, one of my favorite verses is, this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And so the key word there is glorify. And I'm hoping that we would shape our prayers around the Son and the Father being glorified. And they, they will be glorified as we pray that Jesus extends that invitation, that authority to those who may know him or who may come to know him and may come to have eternal life, which Jesus says is knowing the Father and the Son. And so that we can shape our prayers around that desire, that the honor and glory may go to the Father and the Son as, we, as they come to extend the invitation to know them. That's one thing. The, the second thing I hope we will see here is that Jesus' prayer is for the disciples to be protected from the evil one. For the disciples to be protected from the evil one. That's what Jesus prays for in this next section. After verses 1 to 5, in verses 6 to 19, he shifts the focus from praying for himself. He's going to then pray for his disciples, the 11 who are with him. And look at what he says. He has a long section, but I'm going to pick it up on verse 15, uh, 14. 
I have given them your word, so I've given the disciples your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Verse 15, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And so Jesus prays. He lifts up his eyes to heaven and he says, Father, don't take them out of the world. In other words, don't shelter them. Don't remove them from the hatred, from the persecution, from the being thrown out of the synagogues that we see in verse 15. He says, don't protect them from that. That's going to happen. It's going to happen because as we saw in, as we read in, in chapter 15, no servant is greater than their master. If they persecuted Jesus, they will persecute his disciples. And Jesus says that is to be expected. But in the midst of that persecution, in the midst of that hatred, because they are not of the world, Jesus prays that you would protect them and keep them from the evil one. So he's not saying take them out to help them escape and not have these difficult times ahead, but actually protect them from Satan. When persecution for Jesus' name happens, when hatred happens, when hard times happens, we can know that Jesus is praying that Satan, the evil one, won't pluck our joy, won't make us question God's goodness, God's faithfulness to us as he did to, to Eve in the garden. Did God really say? Did does God want to keep something from you? In the midst of difficulty, Jesus wants us to be protected from the evil one. And so in many ways, we can shape our prayers. We can undergird our prayers with this, with this same prayer. That we would be kept from the devil and his temptation when hard times and persecution happen. And they will happen because Jesus says in John 15, No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. And he says that again, you are not of the world and this is why the world hates you. But therefore know that I have prayed that you may be protected from the evil one. And so we can shape our prayers around that too. And lastly, the last thing that I want to highlight that Jesus prays for his disciples. On the night before he's betrayed, he prays to the Father in one of the greatest prayers ever prayed. In verses 17, to 19, Jesus prays for their sanctification. Have a look if you have a Bible. Verse 17 says, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they may also be sanctified in truth. Jesus prays before the Father. He prays that the Father would sanctify them in the truth, and the truth is God's word. His word is truth. Sanctification simply means being set aside. Being set aside, but not just merely for holiness sake, but being set aside for a purpose, for a reason. And so Jesus here prays, he intercedes, that his disciples may be sanctified by the truth. And that this would lead to being led to a noble purpose, a purpose that is shaped by God's purposes for the world. So again, genuine sanctification only takes place firstly as we absorb, as we consume, as we digest the word of God. Jesus makes it explicit. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. The word of God is the truth. 
that sanctifies us. And as we digest it, as we read it, as we take it in, the more we'll be sanctified and set apart for God's purposes. We are conformed to the truth that is revealed to us here. And again, that point is not, is not merely just so that we'll have head knowledge or know more of the Bible, but it's being set aside for one of God's purposes. That's what sanctification is, being set aside to do what God has called us to do, a noble purpose. And, and Jesus clearly says that in verse 18. Let me read you the train of thought. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so as the Father sent the Son, think of John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son into the world, that whoever believes will not perish but have eternal life. Jesus says, so as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. I'm sending you into the world with a purpose, for a reason, for a task. And in, in many ways, you can only do that when you've been sanctified, when you're being set aside by the word of God. And Jesus prays that this would happen. As they are sanctified, they may fulfill the role and the task that they have. And I'm hoping that we would shape our prayers around that. That we would pray for God's glory, for Jesus' glory, as people come to know him as he truly is, as the creator and ruler of the world, the God who created us for himself, the God who gave us eternal life by, by knowing him intimately. I pray that we would set our prayers on being protected from the evil one, that when we're in this world and the temptations, the lusts and the struggles of the world that want to pull us away from Jesus, that we pray to be protected from Satan. And then lastly, we would pray to be sanctified, to be set aside by the, by the truth of God's word that would seep deep into our hearts, into our minds, that would shape us and undergird us, and that would push us into the world to save the world, to share who Jesus is. And I pray that we pray, pray these bold and direct prayers as our Lord and Savior first prayed them. We can model our prayers after him. One of the greatest prayers ever prayed. God bless you. Thanks for joining us at The Word at Work. 